Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. And this week, we're joined by Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. How how was it? Are you happy to be back? <laughs> no. 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 There's like less sun here and there's less palm trees. Nothing's and... green here. I don't like no, that. That's true. Nothing is green. Here. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was very green and lush and there was lots of flowers and lots of sunshine. Oh my and that gosh. was really nice and I like that part the best. <laughs> yeah, it's all but... gray and rainy here right now. Yes, it is. With brown grass. I don't miss the crowds. No. no I don't so we no. went over March break, Canadian, Ontario March break. But also like Texas March break and North Carolina March break <laughs> yeah. and lots of other March breaks. I felt like the entire state of Florida was with at Disney with us every single day. Wow. Um, it was, especially because we just kind of come out of COVID really, two years of not being around too many people, it was pretty overwhelming. Do you Although think that, like... you quickly... Like, nobody was wearing a mask, so he quickly forgot about COVID, which was really nice. I guess that's true. And, like, it's not happening. I, yeah. yeah. To be honest, that was actually something I was surprised with, was how quickly we went to not wearing a mask. Totally. And how you were, like, annoyed when you had to put it on. And you were like, <laughs> ugh, I gotta wear a mask. And I'm like, I've done this for two years. Why do I care? Um, now, you know, the, the health promotion and all that good stuff is important. But, um, yeah, in, in Florida, COVID doesn't exist. So that is really exciting. Uh, so we had, yeah, we had a great time. We, we, you know, being on the rides and being in the queues, you'd be walking next to people. And I'm like, man, how am I not getting COVID? And we didn't. We, so, I mean, there's still time. Yeah, you knock know, on wood. Yeah, yeah, we can still develop the symptoms, but uh, looks like vaccines work. So that's great. Um, but it, it, it was really surprising. We Every day we expected that we were going to get sick. Uh, because we were just, there's no even, there was no possible way to stay away from people. You know, it wasn't possible to, no. to keep a distance. And very, very few people were wearing a mask. Although what was interesting was the cast members who are unvaccinated must wear a mask. Hmm. And so there were definitely uh, maybe 50% of them, 40 to 50% of them were wearing masks. So wow. that was Well, and I mean, it, it may not necessarily be that they're unvaccinated. They could just be, right. you know, wanting Cautious. to protect Cautious. themselves. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, and uh, yeah, the and, and what was interesting is is because of the like national transit rules they have. So uh, on, on Disney property, using the buses, you have to use a mask. On the monorail, you have to use a mask. Um, but gosh, you're in queues next to people. You know, I talked. And you didn't the, have to. It went, that didn't count for the ride. Yeah, right. The rides the, are not transportation, or the, but yeah. the buses. Or like the the stretching room in the haunted mansion, they were like, "I'll fill on all the available dead space." Is they're funny, they're funny, you know. And and you're like, "Oh my gosh, like this is how I get COVID." Well, this and like, is how I'm gonna get it. Early on in the pandemic, you'd get nervous when there was somebody else in the same aisle as you of the grocery store, right? Wearing a mask, wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah, yeah. and, and now uh, you're, yeah, so like, you're shoulder to shoulder, uh, you know crammed in there a billion of your favorite friends and and so in that light i will lauren's absolutely correct it felt it felt like 2019 and i was there for it it was wonderful i did like that i'm not again i'm not saying the pandemic is over and i understand there was some risk involved again our whole family's completely vaccinated so it was a risk we were willing to take 
but it did feel really good to be there and be like, oh, and I'm, you know, we're outside most of the time too. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. So it was for a that, good way to celebrate the two years of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot has changed since March, 2020. So yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. It was really neat to, to be back at the parks. Um, it was, it was crazy to think of all the different things that we'd never seen before, you know, from the rides, you know, Ratatouille to, um, you know, the, the gondolas, the kids hadn't rode that, the, you know, the kids hadn't seen Star Wars land. Um, yeah. So it, it, honestly, so it was, it was cool to Slinky Dog Dash. It was really, that was kind of fun to kind of to experience some of the things that we had done two years ago before when we were traveling, uh, as travel agents and now I kind of do it as a tourist with the kids. And I will say it also are, so this was a trip that we moved four times. Right. Um, and we were supposed to go when the kids were six and 10 and now they're eight and 12, eight and a half and 12 and a half. Um, so it, it did feel like it wasn't ever going to happen. Right. So to give all of you people out there who feel the same way, there is hope it will happen. Well, and but, it's a totally uh, different experience for them at those ages than exactly. the previous ages. That's right. I kept saying to Hadley, do you remember this? Do you remember this? And there was lots of things she said, no. And you could tell she really... Um, didn't remember some things and enjoyed some things so much because she didn't remember doing it. And, you know, watching things through her eyes, like the parade, she just mm. was mesmerized, you know, or seeing the princesses. I did not think she was going to care about that. But she made a wish. That was her wish one day was to uh, see the princesses. Yeah, she, she said, she was like, oh, yeah. that's a wish that oh, can come true when we wait right. in line for 60 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I well, think it was only thirty. Actually. Well, and yeah, well, that's but, bad. That's not bad at all. But I, I but I think that 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 uh, message from her is so poignant of this trip that she, you know, this trip to her is probably like a an intangible thing that she hasn't really been able to kind of quantify for two years. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and then to kind of come out halfway through the trip and be like, yeah, at the beginning of the trip, I made this wish because I wanted to see the princesses. I mean, it's really not something. She is not a warm and feely, touchy kind of eight-year-old. So the fact that she kind of, you know, disclosed this uh, experience for her was was really touching because, yeah, it's just not, not really in her DNA to kind of come out like that. But um, even, you know, to, to do, you know, some of the things that are, you know, we wanted to do like some extra special things this time. So, we, you know, both the kids built droids. Um, which was a really fun experience, yeah. a costly experience. <laughs> um, and I would say if you can have your kids create one together, so it's half the price. Um, but again, I this feel was... like they'd fight over it for the next well, you know, seven days. Yeah. You say that. Yeah. And yet the, the, we brought them back to the room yeah. and they stayed in the room for the rest of the week and nobody played with them. <laughs> well, so that was very expensive. Uh, and, and it was a quick experience too. Like, you know, you weren't rushed or anything, but it doesn't take forever. It's no. really only five parts that you put together and then you're out the door. So maybe spending $200 on something else might be better value. I don't know. Yeah. But it was pretty fun. It's a pretty cool place. It does have a wow factor, that store. And sure. uh, they enjoyed it, for sure. And also something that was promised as a Christmas present rather than uh, Santa. I was supposed to be right. December 2020's Christmas present. So, <laughs> so, again, we just didn't want to take it away from them. It wasn't something that we were like, you deserve it. It was like, no, we promised it. So we'll <laughs> Thank uh, goodness but, you, uh, didn't, you didn't uh, promise lightsabers. 
Yeah. Well, no, and we've already heard from the 12 year old being like, man, next time I go, I'm making lightsabers. And I was like, having done Savvy's workshop, like it is a really, really cool experience, but it is an expensive souvenir. And uh, like similar, you don't feel like you're being rushed through, but there's a timeline and a time frame that they try to get people through because they've got a lot more people to get through um, over the course of the day. So, yeah, um, a really neat experience, but a very expensive one, mm-hmm. which I feel like yeah. uh, probably applies to absolutely everything in Galaxy's Edge and the Galactic Star Cruiser. 100%. Yeah, and I feel like because of the crowds, it was a little tougher for us to to fully get the Star Wars experience. Now, I think we did pretty good, but I think that, um, you know, it would have been a little nicer or more relaxed had you had less people around for the market. Well, I was going to say the market uh, is imagineered to be like close and like uh, narrow because you want it. They wanted it to feel like, you know, it's kind of like back alley stuff. It's, um, you know, it's Batu. It's not, um, you know, not always the most reputable characters who are there, but in hindsight, when you have a very busy day, all of a sudden people are getting funneled in there and you, yeah, you really can't see too far um, in front of you or, or around. You don't get a chance to sort of take your time, I think. Yeah, no, it, it's hard to take it all in. For yeah, sure. and I think that, yeah, I mean, and also I would say that for the most part, I think the souvenirs in the market are not that exciting they're like unique and different like yeah. they're unique for star wars land but they're not i don't think they're anything special like like they're not must-haves right? no they're not and i and i think that i almost think it's it's an on purpose um like some of those things are very purposeful for theming and stuff but right they're not like nobody's buying them i did see some people with those ugly little like gremlin things <laughs> yeah um not very many um, um yeah I think porn should be cuter. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but I know, like, for me personally, I found that more of the interesting stuff was at Doc Gondar's. Um, like, the yes. the actual, like, shop place. where Because it has, you know, a really cool feel. But different souvenirs. I mean, obviously, it was not much that I, that I bought. Except I got a kyber crystal for my lightsaber. But, um, yeah, that was... I, I feel like I preferred that as a um, souvenir experience than um, than trying to go through the market. I definitely think the I would say the the a couple of the takeaways from the trip that I was surprised with, um, and and there were good surprises on this trip. But I will I, be full disclosure: there not everything was magical and <laughs> was not. Um, Amazing. I was surprised. Um, I was surprised that, and and the reason why I, I bring this up is my kids are shoppers, especially my twelve year old, um, and he and he comes from that honestly because I am also a shopper. I love looking at stuff. I love the idea of buying something, and and I know that Ryan and Lauren from Hamilton know that one of the things that I really like buying while I'm there and liking to get is Funko Pops, um, not as a like, you know, I don't want to get 10 Funko Pops, but like no. one, one 
Funko Pop that is, you know, Disney World exclusive or, or you know, unique is yeah. what I'm looking for. So, and, and, you know, there's been many in the past. And so throughout the trip, we would look in different stores. And, and again, you know, my 12-year-old also wanted to find something unique and something fun. We looked in other Most. than than the creation store at Epcot, which we just kind of neglected after Harmonious, <laughs> um, which we were all exhausted after the day. Um, we looked in almost every store, and it was the exact same merchandise in every single store. Yeah. And in my past Disney trips, um, you know, certainly a majority of them are unique and duplicates. Or sorry, not unique, unique and are duplicates, and you, know, you expect it, but. I would say you would you would come across some stuff and be like, oh, I haven't seen that you know before, and mm. and the joke was always, you know, as a kid you're like, well, you gotta wait until your last day to find your souvenir. But at Disney, you're like, well, no, because that souvenir you found in Animal Kingdom, you might not ever find it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that was just not the case with this trip. It was the same old, same old, in every single um, place we went to, and so that I thought was I found a little disappointing. And Lauren made a good point. Maybe some of that supply chain. I was going to say, very I, think well that's, be. I think that's really indicative of the supply chain issues that we're having sort of globally because um, people that we know who are down there have, have mentioned like there's not quite as much in every shop. Like it seems like they're, you know, stretching things out a little bit more um, because they're not always getting a ton of stuff um in and and maybe that'll sort of we'll see going back to those levels in um in a few years yeah i and... hope so because it, it's not as exciting i expected like you know different ears in a, in every park and yeah. it really wasn't or like the kids were all about the wishables and yeah. we are pretty sure uh lauren hey, I don't, I don't... hamilton is also into those so i well, tried to talk them out of it but we're pretty sure that on the first day the wishables were 10 9.99 and then the rest of the week they were 14.99 like we would bet money that that's what actually happened so i, I don't know if, if it's there's true surge pricing but, uh, it sure seemed like it because we got we arrived on friday and on saturday we were looking around at stores and then the rest of the week I cannot confirm that than I because I have not paid attention. I did to not person. take a picture. But. <laughs> but what I will say is, yeah. So, so what was really interesting is, so I'll use the wishables as an example. Um, on past trips, you would see like multiple different auctions or you know, yeah. different. There was two wishable packs, but every store probably had fifty of each packs, mm. and and. You, you know, by the end, you were like, okay, I get it. Like, I can buy a 50th wishable or I can buy a Snow White wishable. Um, and and yeah, the reason why I bring it up is because I think one of the experiences that I like so much is is that looking and souvenir hunting yeah. and kind of finding something unique. So, like, the Funko Pops that they had that we found was, I think we found a Kate Bishop, which is not Disney World uh, unique. <laughs> um, and from Hawkeye, obviously. And then they had a Hondo. Which of course, sure, um, but that's the only one that we saw. So that was and Hondo, of course, is the the animatronic from Millennium Falcon, which is great, yeah. but is not what I was looking for. So um, I was surprised at the selection about all that stuff. So that to me was a little disappointing. The next one I would say would be uh, Genie Plus, um, and 
has some benefits to it. I think in experience, uh, we had a great day on our first day at Hollywood Studios using it. But there's a lot of luck and randomness involved with utilizing DG+. It is not, I don't think you can plan it and execute it based on skill and think that it's going to work in any particular way. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like is, you know, that's what a lot of people's experiences have been. Um, It's either hit or miss. And yeah, there is a lot of luck involved when it comes to what are you going to get as opposed to being able to um, plan ahead of time and... Or have some choices. Yeah. So, I mean, even to step back and say that for us, booking the dates was new, right? So you have to pre-book what day you're going to go to what park. Your park reservations, yeah. Yeah, in the past, you could play it by ear a little bit. And if it was going to be a really rainy day, then maybe, you know, you change up what day you decide to sit by the pool or whatever, but now you can't do that. Um, so well, that especially- coupled with Genie Plus made me frustrated. I felt like Disney was really dictating our trip much more than in the past, and that was very frustrating. Hmm. Um, One thing I would add real quick is a lot of the reason between the park reservation and why it, it didn't allow flexibility is because it was March break, all the other reservations were gone. So it wasn't like you could say, well, I'm going to cancel my Epcot and I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom or right. not. You couldn't. Like our whole week was completely gray as in there was no park availability. So maybe August or January or whatever, a lower season or a different time of year, that flexibility is there. But for this week, it was not. So Well, and I guess that's better than the people we saw showing up and being oh told, sorry, there's yes. no availability. Oh I can gosh. book you somewhere else but not here. Oh wow. gosh, yes. And can you imagine if you bought Genie Plus before you were told uh, yeah. you can't come into the park? Then you have to spend, <laughs> you know, an hour at guest services. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Genie Plus was really de- doesn't allow you to plan ahead, which is what we're used to. We're used to getting on 60 days in advance and planning out what, what rides and then knowing where you're going to have your lunch and knowing what other rides you're going to go on. And so that's all gone now mm. if, you, if you do Genie Plus. Um, we only did it two days. It's expensive. Well, for and, four of us? God, if you had a family of six? I don't know. And the reason why we did it for, for two days, it was the first two days of our trip. And on the first day, we did Hollywood Studios. And I bought Genie Plus before 7 o'clock, which you have to do if you want to maximize your time. And at 7 o'clock, exactly as soon as it happened, I was constantly refreshing. I picked Slinky Dog Dash. And I got Slinky Dog Dash for 9.05. And by the time I clicked Confirm... It had refreshed and sent me to 1020 to 1120. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that window is manageable. That's not a big deal. The next day, uh, and our Hollywood Studios day was great. Um, and we were able to, to get uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Millennium Falcon, and Toy Story Midway Mania using that, as well as we were Rise of the Resistance, which took us a 20 minute wait in the morning, which wow. is bananas. So clearly there wasn't that many people at the park. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly not. It was a big rainstorm. Yes. Hmm. And it it was also the first day of March break. We arrived on Friday. I think a lot of people arrived on Saturday. Right. So that goes back to your point, Ryan, about Genie Plus working better on the days where it's not so busy. Right. Yeah. So then the next day we went to Magic Kingdom and we used Genie Plus again. And our goal was, my goal was to get Peter Pan first. And I, Lauren and I were beside each other and she, she looked at the phone and she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm getting Peter Pan. It's like seven o'clock on the button. 
And she's like, I don't want to go to Peter Pan. And I'm like, no, 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 but you, Peter Pan is one of the best options because it has a low capacity, a high wait time. If you're going to ride it, you better use this and it's going to fill up fast. And so again, it was seven o'clock when our conversation started, by the time our conversation was done, it was probably 701 or 701 and 30 seconds. I clicked Peter Pan and Genie Plus gave it to me for 1.30 in the afternoon. And that's half your day gone. Right. And I now can't book another thing until the park opens. Right. And so, not opens to resort guests. Not opens to resort guests, but opens, but opens to, to the public. Right. So that's 8.30, 9 o'clock, so, 8.30? Uh, right. But, well, so no, actually, funny enough, it's, we booked it at 7, and we were able to get the park open at 8.30 that day, but we still weren't able to book it until 9. Right. Even though the park was open for other people because it had to be two hours after we booked it. Yeah. So a bit of nuances there. Uh, and so so because of that, we used Genie Plus for the 1.30 for Peter Pan. 4 o'clock, we were able to get uh, Big Thunder Mountain. And then at 6 o'clock, we got Winnie the Pooh, which, by the way, we didn't use because we went home at we like 5 We were so tired. <laughs> but, and we were just like, eh, well, let's do the fireworks another time and we won't stay and and we had been there the whole day, and that you, you know, as we've said in the past, we don't. I don't roll that way. I like the middle of the day. I had many. Keeping in mind that we were up at seven. Sure. Yeah. To get to the park, right? right? So it's a long day. Yeah. Especially when you haven't been walking twenty thousand steps. <laughs> On average. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that, so that again, I, the, I think Genie Plus worked like a charm for that Hollywood Studios day, but it did not work for the Magic Kingdom day, and so. I think, honestly, it's a buyer beware process. Uh, I think it's going to work sometimes. I don't think it's going to work other times. I think it's going to really frustrate some people. I think it's going to work perfectly for some people, and they're going to think it's the best thing they ever used. I don't think that the people who like it and the people who don't, there'll be nothing different between the way that they utilized it. It'll be literally random. Hmm. Well, and volume. Oh, and volume, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But again, that's... Because true, yeah. right? If everybody's buying it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was there is the other option of the lightning lane. Oh, yes. The individual so, lightning lane ones. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So when you go up to a ride and you see it says lightning lane, if you have Genie Plus and you have the ride time, then you're using the lightning lane. But you can also purchase just one ride. So one day, what was it, $9 per person to ride? The, these are like the is big that? ticket ones. Yes, yeah. because some things are not on GE+. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is $9. Ratatouille yeah. was $9 per person on the day that we stood in line for two hours. Which was a good value. So we out. should have purchased it just for Ratatouille. Yeah, so $36. $9 per person. So you might be better off if there's one ride you really, really want to ride. Wow. Maybe you buy Lightning Lane that day yeah. and not Genie Plus yeah. as well. But right? only but only if you if the ride you really want to ride is that big ticket ride. Right. Yes, yes. Um, Sorry. And and so in, in in the Epcot example, it is it's a great example because yeah, we ended up waiting two hours in line to make sure that we rode this ride that we've never ridden before. And I think a lot of my family was grumpy um, during the wait and at the end of the ride I'm not sure that their grumpiness had really weighed off, wear off or wore off, I guess. Um, I thought it was a really cute ride, and I'm glad we rode it, and I'm glad we waited, and I'm glad I got to see it. Would I wait but, for it again? No. No. And I would say the weight definitely impacted how much I enjoyed the ride. Right. It definitely reduced my enjoyment. Um, it's really well done. It's great, but... And, not two hours. And <laughs> the expansion in France is really well done. Yeah. Um, but the problem with the expansion in France and the Ratatouille ride is 
it's tough to enjoy the expansion because 4 million people are crammed into that spot lining up <laughs> doing. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of 4 million people, uh, this is the other thing. Uh, and again, these are the things that just top of mind. Uh, like, you know, after this one, we'll talk about the fun things that we really liked. Um, we stayed at Art of Animation for the first three days of our trip and All-Star Movies for the last six days of our trip. Um, and that was, both of them were fine, completely adequate, uh, you know, value resorts, you get what you get. It was clean, it was comfortable, they had pools, uh, their motel-ish outdoor entry points. Food court, Lauren loved. Lauren was really excited to eat in the food court at every chance she got. Not. Um, but that's more of a, that's a commentary on Lauren and food courts, not so much <laughs> Disney. Oh, but, with all my cheerleading and band friends. That was really yes. enjoyable. Yes, yes. Lauren really liked Ugh. that. Oh my gosh. Um, if you want to pay for the uh, X-rated edition, I can, uh, we can take this <laughs> offline and Lauren tell you how she really feels about the, uh, the, uh, the bands and cheerleaders uh, being in her space. Anyhow, so uh, the one morning we were going to go to Epcot. So again, on the Saturday morning, we went to Hollywood Studios. We used the gondolas. Again, it, it was the first day of, of the, the week or Saturday. So this might be a commentary on the volume at those two resorts. I know I had checked uh, accommodation availability before we left, and there certainly was very limited, if any, for lots of the days during the week. So I'm not sure how true this is, but we were able to get to Hollywood Studios using the gondolas. No problem. No problem. Um, the next day, so the Monday, we went to Epcot. We were... The Epcot opened at 8.30, which is very rare. Speaks to how much traffic they were expecting in the parks that day. Yeah. And so, therefore, on a resort guest could get in at 8 o'clock. So, at 7 o'clock, we got up, got up and moving, and at 7.30, we were at the gondolas. And there must have been a 1,000 people in line. Maybe more. It was (laughs) unbelievable. And to the point where the line was so long... And it was so chaotic that we went to the front of Pop Century because by this point we'd already like kind of walked through the line. We're close to Pop Century, and we just Ubered to the front of Epcot, which was not my favorite way. Right. It was not how I thought I was going to get there. I really wanted to get there via the France entrance, which is where the gondolas drop you off, which is a really fun way to start. Because I think a lot of people like if you can get into Epcot through the International Gateway. First thing in the morning, everyone goes to Ratatouille because that'll be like a, a shorter right. a shorter wait. Yeah. Yes. And then you know where they go right after they go to Ratatouille? Or if they can't get to Ratatouille, they go to Le Chef de France. Uh-huh. Or, no, no, they don't. Sorry. No, they go to Leal. Leal, And they just stand in line. And they just stand. Because they're not So also. So needless to say, we did not get our pastry. Also, if you want to take this offline, Lauren can talk to you about not getting the pastry. Um, <laughs> it was one of her favorite parts, too. But so anyway, so... And then we thought about it, and all those people waiting in line have to get off in Caribbean Beach. Now, some might go to Hollywood Studios, so that can take a bit of a bottleneck, but then you're going to get a lot of Caribbean Beach guests coming in, and then, of course, and Riviera, and Riviera yeah. you know, with the next stop. So I don't know what the answer is, and I had heard about this problem before we got there, but I had not seen it, and so... 
I really did not believe it. Um, I'm shocked they didn't have buses for overflow. Mm. Um, I don't quite understand that because I think that there must have been guests who who were late to the parks because of transportation. Not just late, but like two hours late. Well, like looking at I, that line and knowing that the gondolas had to slow down for the um, people in, wheel- in wheelchairs or scooters and knowing that then they have to transfer at the next stop. Uh, those people were definitely two hours getting to the park two hours later than we did. hundred hmm. percent. I couldn't I, believe it. And knowing that you paid extra to stay at the gondola resorts, I would have been, well, I mean, Luckily, it only happened one day for us, but I would have been curious. On the flip side, I love the gondolas. I think they're the best part of the trip. We had so much fun. (laughs) Like, legit, it's a bummer that that happened because every other moment on the gondola is a dream. And I I would absolutely, and this is actually, this is another thing. We we spent a couple times at Riviera Resort, like, eating there, and we got some snacks there, some pastries, and we got some lunch there. That resort is a, a hidden gem. It's beautiful. It is just, it's a really fun uh, resort. So I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. And again, just riding the gondolas back and forth. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about everything that was new for you. Um, we talked about uh, Ratatouille, but um, Rise of the Resistance would have been new for you guys. I was Rise of the Resistance was fantastic, absolutely so well done. How much um, did Finn's mind blow? Oh my gosh, he talked about it for days. Yeah, and he wanted to get back on it I so know, badly. Um, his eyes get so big; you could just imagine his big, huge eyes talking about his Rise. Yeah, like he's so mesmerized. He took live phones of pictures, and that was really neat. Actually, the fact that you can take pictures in the middle of the ride. You yeah. Know? Um, that was great. Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. And I love Millennium Falcon. Like, I love that ride, too. Mm-hmm. The friend. Oh. Um, he didn't love it as much no. as I thought he was gonna. You know, I, well, I it really depends on what you get to be in the in the cockpit. Yes. So we were well, the, was the gunner. Him and I were the gunners. Hadley and Lauren were the pilots. Hmm. Um, and then, Making the uh, jump to light speed is just so fun, though. I did get to do yes. that. Or how we did that. And, and it was, it, like, yeah, really fun, but I was definitely surprised. Like, Finn, I would say, like, the hierarchy of rides at at, uh, at Hollywood Studios would be, like, for Finn, like, Rise, Slinky, Mickey's, Rock and Roller Coaster. Like, William Vulcan would be very down there from him. He, he wow. Was, which it, surprised me a bit, because I thought I still think it's great. I was the engineer twice the first two times <laughs> I wrote it, so I don't know what he's complaining about. I thought I think it's great, but... Um, yeah, Rise of the Resistance is yeah, like, was, a league of its own. Yeah, for sure. So well done. But interestingly, we had a discussion about what is the best roller coaster in general, and we still think that Harry Potter and Hagrid's is the best roller coaster. Oh, you mean roller coaster? Like ride. You mean ride. ride? Yeah, you mean ride in in theme and parks we, and yes. in theming and everything. And we still yes. think Hagrid's beats rides. Wow. So that's interesting. I, I I don't. I would love to hear people's comments on that. I so so. Uh, another one that was new for us was Mickey's Runaway, and I we like I loved it. Um, the song will get stuck in your head all day. <laughs> Nothing can stop you now. We so, sang it all week, all week long. We sung it all week long for like no no particular reason. Like it was, um, and just fun. Oh, so well done and cute, and you know, so trackless cars, tra- yeah, and 
some animatronics with some holograms. Yeah, and was, yeah. Really, really well done. And just we wrote it twice, and we it, it, there's so much to absorb. Uh, so that was really cool. That was really great. Um, I think that might be the highlight for me for the week of the ride, hmm. uh, the ride of the week in my opinion. And again, just because I love the the Disney feel to it, it seems very uh, whimsical. Uh, Ratatouille again, we loved. Thought Ratatouille was really cool. Two hour wait is long, um, so don't do that. Don't be like us. You guys had a couple new dining experiences too, though, right? Um, Because you hadn't done Sanaa before. We've done Sanaa. We We had not done Chef Mickey's because I've heard terrible things about Chef Mickey's. And so we did do Chef Mickey's because, again... Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. We did breakfast. Um, So we spent spent some money on eggs. And... (laughs) um, it was really cute. You know what? Uh, it, you know, it had the banana bread French toast. It had the hash brown casserole. It had all the stuff that I wanted for breakfast. We did it for lunch. I think we did like 11.55. Um, and so, you know what? The characters came out. And, and again, a lot of this was because the eight-year-old was five the last time she went. And so mm-hmm. she had never seen this stuff. And so she was having a blast. And, and yeah, so... But... They they really don't come to your table the way they used to. Correct. They are not standing beside you no. getting pictures taken. Yeah, they are still, standing still and letting you I take think. pictures. Yes. Well. So. Yes. I wonder if they'll ever go back though, because it lets them get through pretty fast. I yeah. guess that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. And and I will say, like, it wasn't our first choice. It was what we could get for a character meal. Right. You right. know, we really wanted Riviera for breakfast with for the characters. Couples, yeah. We were like. Storybook um, dining. Yeah, we would have taken that again. And but, and had we waited throughout the week, we probably would have got it. However, being at Magic Kingdom and looking for kind of like a fun lunch, um, it kind of fit the bill. Now, I forget what the cost was for the was four of us. It was $200 before tip. Before, before tip. No, with tip. With tip? Yeah, it was yeah. 200 American. American. Um, which... It, it is exactly what you expect. That's like, don't be surprised that I say this. This is what it's going to cost you. Um, but yeah, so that, so yeah, that was, so that was really neat. Um, I'm trying to think. We did but it, I, I don't know if, like, I don't know I would recommend it. When you say it's really neat, I oh. wouldn't tell people to do that. Like, oh, sure. No, <laughs> I think no. there are better character meals. If you get your 180 day reservations, which well, no, let's, 60 days. that's part of our problem is we didn't have But one. now it's 60 days. Oh, right. Well, we didn't even have 60 days. No, we didn't. We not. changed our travel plans last oh, minute, no. so uh, that's our fault. But um, if you are able to choose, there are better character meals out there, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I would say that a lot of people who go to it are just, like, happy to have that experience for us. So, again, we're spoiled. We've been to lots of different places, so, you know, we measure it on a different metric i think that a lot of people would go and be like this is amazing exactly what i want i get to see mickey goofy donald uh mini pluto and this is what i want um, and the food and was fine the food was fine yeah yeah so honestly so better than i thought truthfully which nice. is saying a lot so that was great uh we went to 50s prime time which we've done before we went to Ogus cantina Ogus cantina which we had done before but the kids had never done before uh, I feel like there was one other restaurant that we um, did. We took the kids to Trader Sam's, That's right. which oh. was probably the highlight of the entire trip. And you got to Our go son, inside. We yes, got to go inside. And so we sat at the bar. I highly recommend you do that. Yep. So we went. We went to Captain Cook's for for dinner because I love the pulled pork nachos. 
which I think I've spoken before on here, but they're the best. And and then we walked over and I said, hey, let's just see if they've got like a spot. And they're like, we've got a half an hour wait. And I was like, okay, cool. So we waited. They gave us a little buzzer and we walked around the Polynesian, which is one of our happiest places um, because our budget says we can't stay there, but we like it. <laughs> and so um, anyway, so, so I had a, 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 you know, wandered around, went in, we got to sit at the bar and the bartenders had a blast with our kids. It honestly might have been the best part of the trip. It was so fun. Um, there was a point where uh, we all got, of course, special drinks. And Hadley got a drink. Oh, she's in here right now. She's in here. Um, and she got this special drink. And, and I believe the bartender was like, do you want like all of the stuff or do you want some of the stuff? And she's like, I want all it of the stuff. Levels, so, so it, right. I yes. It was different. Yes, that's right. It was different tiers. Of, and we're talking about like, the, the garnish to your drink. Yes. And he's like, do you want like one or do you want five? And she's of course, Hadley was like, I want five. And so <laughs> I believe there was like endive and there was like Tiny flowers, flowers, and umbrella. And a bean, an umbrella and all this stuff. And, and, strong and then I think he said, did you want a sarcastic straw? Was that it? No, that yeah. was him. Oh, no. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Right. He was just like. That's what you get. Right. So then he gave her this massive straw. So it's a huge straw. Like it's like three times the size of a regular straw. And I say this to you because Finn then got a drink and, <laughs> and he was giving Finn the gears. And, and he said to Finn, he said, Finn, do you want a big straw? And Finn's like, I want a big straw. And he's like, do you want a sarcastic straw? And he's like, I definitely want a sarcastic or straw. Or an extra sarcastic. Or, right. Or an extra sarcastic straw. And so what happened was he turns around and he comes up and he has cut the straw in a super small, tiny bit. <laughs> And the straw's not at all the same size as his sister's. It's way smaller, but it's a sarcastic straw. And the kids just had a blast. And then the kids started giving it back to them. And then at the end of the you know the, the, the oh. evening, while they were giving it back, they uh, the the waiter handed us a free night coupon for the room on a napkin. It was only because and, I and uh, yeah, so. It was just uh, the interaction they had with the kids was so fun. And honestly, I could not remember my kids laughing that hard um, uh, during the trip or most the last two years. So that was something that was really fun to watch. And uh, um, yeah, it might have been the highlight of my trip. To be Which is, and it, that is quintessential Disney magic, right? You never know when yeah. Yeah. that kind of stuff's going to happen. But when it yeah. happens, it, it really is. Well, yeah. and that's what and, we, but, you know, talk about in the past about. The difference that a cast member can make and um and the fact that uh they when they can go above and beyond and and really give somebody a magical experience like there's just it's second to none really so shout out to robin at traders yeah robin and rob i think they were both uh both the bartenders yeah so that was a great experience um i feel like there was one other meal and i'm trying to think of where it was um, and I, I must have uh, already forgotten it. But, um, yeah, the food was great. There was lots of uh, new things that we got to try. Oh, we did go to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, um, which is the Indiana Jones-themed bar uh, at, at Disney, Disney Springs. Yeah. And our um, and so, again, um, you know, our, our 12-year-old is a big fan of Indiana Jones. So uh, he had a blast going in there and taking pictures and seeing the different homages to the different movies and then you know there's so you know there's the golden skull and there's all these like things that yeah um i'm not i'm not sure if they're actually partly that were in the movie but but they're uh they're certainly themed to make you believe that, that they're connected so 
yeah, that was really neat. Um, we got some Gideon cookies. And, right, um, we went to Gideon's Bakehouse. You guys are not going to believe this. You have to go to Gideon's Bakehouse, everybody. It's like the cookies are huge to the point where like we, I think, I think everybody in my family except for me because I like cookies a lot, um, like took three different times to eat their cookie. <laughs> like they had to take breaks because they were like, oh, like this is a lot of cookie. Not me though. I piled through twice. You had, you had me at the down. cookies are huge. They're phenomenal. They're like they're cakes. So yeah. So that was really fun. And actually while we were at Disney Springs, um, because it was um, International Celebrate Women Month, um, they actually had the voice actor of Ahsoka um, oh, nice. doing, doing a talk. And so that was kind of cool for Finn as well to see that. So yeah, honestly, like lots of really cool stuff. Uh, that we got to do and, and lots of new things. Nighttime Spectaculars. Did you guys watch Harmonious and Disney Enchantment? Oh, we did. Um, it was a little bit disappointing because uh, we weren't standing in the best spots either time. Hmm. And I would say, I think for a Magic Kingdom show, there's just so many people. It's really hard for their, both kids, for any of us to see very well. We were about... I feel like yeah, we had a great, I feel like we had a great spot. It's we just were so many people. In context, we were on the road about I'm gonna say thirty feet in front of uh, Casey's corner and the plaza. And okay. dead center. The road. So like that's a good spot. It I is. was very happy with that spot. Uh, tough for the kids, I believe Hadley said, Why are people taking videos of this on their phone? They're never gonna watch it again. She's not wrong, people. Nope. You're never going to watch that video again on the phone. So put your arms down. Watch it on YouTube because somebody's already done it better than you. <laughs> and someone's behind you. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then with Epcot, we were standing in front of the Canada Pavilion. Yeah, had a great spot. Um, I don't think it was. I disagree. And Sorry, I, think I just mean that we had a spot and nobody was Normally, that would have been a great spot, right? In the old show. Yeah. But um, with these arms that they've got going, they kind of block the view. So I think if you were dead center, like beside Mexico... You, looking dead center at the new wheel that they have there, I think it might have been a much better show. But from our vantage point, it wasn't great. And it was hard to know, like, do I look at the video that they're projecting or do I look at the fireworks? Like, it was just sort of distracting in some ways. Yeah. Um, so that was disappointing. I think if I were to say suggest anything, I'd say bring back the ball and change the show, but still do it on the ball because at least <laughs> that's a 360, right? Yeah. Um, I so, thought. I mean, it was like a long show. It was really, you know, great music and great yeah. visuals, but not not um, not as easy to watch. I guess. I think the soundtrack of Harmonious I liked better than um, the Magic Kingdom show. So Harmonious is at Epcot. Harmonious is at Epcot. Um, and I thought that the Magic Kingdom show had some really great fireworks. But happily ever after, I like more. It more Sorry. integrated, I think. Yeah. Right, the show. I, I'm a, I'm surprised. Uh, I th I thought that there would be a more wow factor. I really did. Mm. Um, one of the things that we really liked about this trip, though, there's a ton of cavalcades, and I know that they introduced the cavalcades as part of like uh, a way for characters to be involved with COVID protocols, and then so. And can we just say, like, who cares? You're standing next to a billion people that are spreading COVID on you. The guy in the costumes probably not. Like I don't understand why I we don't, can't stand beside these costumes. I don't think it is a COVID protocol. 
Like I just, just I think it started it that excuse. way, but yeah. they don't right. have to pay all the dancers and all the performers. Yeah, yeah. that's well, that's Lauren joining us yeah, here. Yeah, I've been here for a commentary. while. I've been here for well, half an so, hour, just taking it I, all in. <laughs> and so, Lauren, you know what I what I also I was saying this to to London, Lauren. It's interesting to see how Disney's pivoted from kind of COVID protocols and how they've like. Like the dressing rooms are still closed, right? In all of the stores, and I'm like, mm, that's weird because a dressing room you can't get COVID in a dressing room. Like I mean, yeah. it seems highly you, unlikely. You go in and on it, your own. Like we should right. all be in a I dressing mean, it, room. Right. If you're yeah, firstly you're right. That like basically it's just a bubble. Like congratulations, yeah. that'd be amazing. We all should have our own bubble. Or why um, can't we have our meal plans back, people? Why? <laughs> I don't know if that would have helped. I don't know. That, I don't even think Bibbidi Bobby Boutique was open when no, I looked. No, it's not. No, it wasn't. So why? But I think so. Because the might, face painters were open. I think face so. Face painting, you can have your face painted. Could be staffing issues, right? Yeah. Like the big That's exodus fair. that they actually imposed. Yeah. Yes. And they hadn't and been able to be, bring everybody back. And to be fair, I would say it was better than I expected. Mm. I thought the staffing issues would be, that they would have impacted oh, well, the trip more. You know what I, I was surprised at? Hollywood Studios had a lot of stores closed. Yeah. And that surprised me. The Muppets store was closed. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we tried. Uh, I know. Trust me. I, and, and what's crazy is, and so the Indiana Jones store was closed. And the only reason I bring both those up is because guess who wanted to see them but my kids. Yeah. And so, you know, and and I and my apologies, Lauren, if you were on if you weren't on the call already, but I, I kind of alluded to the fact that I'm disappointed in the amount of the same souvenirs that we saw. So the yeah. idea that you go into, you know, and the Muppets. Uh, store and the Indiana Jones store obviously have unique souvenirs to those mm -hmm. those uh, franchises. So, um, yeah, I mean that was and there was definitely um, uh, waits for food. So they really are pushing mobile service. Well, not mobile just pushing order. it. That's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. like and you can't you can't line up with cash. Why do I ever feel sorry for the person who did not bring their cell phone? Like whatever. Um, you really can't get away from it now, which is not as relaxing. I think, um, I wonder if part of the stores being closed is unable to get merchandise because yes. I've heard that, um, that the shelves are like more empty than they were before. And which I mean, must be driving Disney nuts to see all those people <laughs> and not, not have. Yeah the amount of merchandise that they want but yeah, well that's, maybe that's, that's also bad. like a staffing issue as well where yeah. you're like well if disney has to put cast members they know they have to put cast members on attractions but they can get away with maybe a couple stores that are yeah for sure and uh but i was i was surprised though that those like that those were the stores or at least not the indiana jones store but i was surprised the muppet store because there's a lot yeah. of people that come around that spot um but yeah, so that, you know, that was... Oh, and there was some um, quick services that weren't open, which I was surprised about. Yes. You know, yes. like things you would think, God, yeah, if you're not open now, when are you yes. going to be open, you know? Yeah, so like yeah. that made the waits longer for food, for yeah. sure. I The other thing I would say um, that would be, and I'd love to hear people's feedback on this, is our eight-year-old, who has a mind of her own and bless her heart, um, she really wants to be gluten-free. Um, and she, it's a big, it's important for her. And so we tried very hard throughout the week to, to kind of make that happen. You know, Gideon's Bakehouse, notwithstanding, because <laughs> that was a big cookie full of gluten. You can't be that um, gluten-free. No, 
No, and again, never, this is you will never ever have a gluten free baked good that people will talk about the way that right. they do Gideon's. Yeah. You just won't. And I say that as somebody who makes a lot of gluten-free stuff. That's true. And so, but one, one thing was, was uh, so we of course did a lot of meals where that was a focus, like not the rest of us wouldn't, but so for quick service, for a kid's meal, in order for us, so, so say, you know, have they wanted a gluten-free cheeseburger? Because of like, French fries or side dishes being gluten free, uh, or or potentially coming in contact with gluten, they wouldn't even offer it as an option. So for almost every meal, Hadley would have like a main that was gluten free, and then she'd get like apple slices and an orange, or she'd get applesauce and a fruit cup. And generally, I think kids' meals at Kim Disney could be healthier. It's, it's, sure. It, no, there's nothing wrong there with There are fruit. some. There are some, but there's not lots. But like. Uh, a gluten-free hot dog with apple slices and a fruit cup, I'm like, that's not sustainable, not substantial enough for her. And so we spent a lot of the week where she's like, I'm still hungry. And I'm like, I know it's because, you know, so eventually we started ordering her adult gluten-free stuff, which is fine. But, you know, uh, you know, kind of a cost there option when she's not necessarily a huge eater. But I guess my point with this is I was really surprised at, Kind of the limited options because gluten is well, uh, Disney I, is so great with their allergy options and they they do have a lot of them. But in this context, I was surprised. And I think what we needed to do was ask. Like you have to go up to the desk and you have to say she's gluten free. And then like in one case at the resort, they made her her own pizza, so it was fresh, it was right. good. Mm-hmm. But I wonder you can't do that when there's a huge line of people. Well, right? and the mobile ordering, the mobile ordering. is really yeah. limiting in the way that you interact with with uh, cast members, which is on purpose, right? Like there, yeah. there's a capacity. Disney doesn't want you to kind of, you know, take up that bandwidth of that person and the, the cashier. So, so, so that if was, you have major allergies, you might want to consider like more sit down meals and less quick service. Yeah, for that reason. yeah, no, that's a fair, really great. Point. Oh my gosh, the other thing is, Sunny Eclipse wasn't there. Sunny you guys, was not there. He like what? wasn't there. I don't think it was. He was. I believe there was a curtain. I don't know, but oh, after our whole March thing. Madness, after our last podcast <laughs> March true. Madness, where we gave it. He beat the, maybe he should it was move. all about sunny eclipse right we ate it yeah. i mean he'll make that his return i hope oh, for sure so. he will but that was where else we ate is a yak and yeti which i'd been thinking about oh, since yes. our last trip two and a half years ago and it did not disappoint yeah, though good. what i got was not as good as what lauren and finn got finn got a kobe beef burger and i believe he still says to this day Dad, i think you've had that haven't had. you i had that yeah um so yeah, honestly, there was so many, uh, you know, well, that's the other thing that, that um, we did on the strip that we've never done before, Kid Cot. Oh, yeah. Which is just basically going around to the different um, countries and collecting whatever they're handing out. And this one, yeah. it was little cards with stickers, and Hadley loved it. Oh, my gosh. We had She's to do so every happy. single one. She's like, she hasn't done anything with them. And then she did, she, um, she did the Animal Kingdom Wilderness Explorers. Mm, yeah. and oh, wow. she loved oh, yeah. that, too. Yeah. Now, at Animal Kingdom, um, something to note that hopefully will change soon is there's not that much happening there. Like, you've got dinosaurs torn, or um, the, what's it called? Primeval World. Thank you. It's all gone. Yeah. Nemo's not open. Right. Everest wasn't open. Right. Everest um, is closed yeah. until the middle of April. And then it just, you know, so many people, like, we weren't even going to bother with the safari. And then luckily it, we left and came back. And at the end of the day, we got on, but like, Which is great, yeah. um, it was not as much to do there as you would like. So I, mm. I'm really hoping that they replace primeval world with something great. 
and you know maybe add something else because uh and they're kite shows I know lame. I mean, granted, we didn't see the whole thing, but yeah, no, I don't. Their kite I don't, show was no rivers of light. I'm gonna, or, no. yeah, yeah. I'm really sad that they took that away. And assuming that you saw the last ten minutes and that the first twenty minutes was not lame, I think is, uh, you know, it, it was fair. Lame. Yeah, cute, cute. Like again, th- this is the thing that's fascinating is we tell anybody who's listening and honestly, a four year old will be like, "That's the coolest thing. We gotta watch." There's somebody on a jet ski pulling a kite, I've got to watch this. Like <laughs> our kids were not as intrigued by that. But in light of us talking about other new things we did, was this was the first time we'd any, ever been on Navi River Journey. It was like, oh. it was the last time we'll ever be on Navi River Journey. <laughs> that was the first time. Beautiful, the last time. but not much of a story. But do you feel short. like if you could yeah. walk really on short. or wait five or ten minutes, yes. would you go on? No. No? Never. Really? Because no. I feel like no. if I could walk on, I, like I would it. I would do it. But I, I know think, what you mean. No, the other thing that I found about that ride that I was really interested in is the idea that at the end the, the shaman has like this this big chorus number of, of like really uh, a song that sounded really kind of eclectic or, or um, you know, of like some type of tribal music of, of Avatar Land. And I was like, man, how cool would it be? To have a ride of like Lion King where like that music is being played. Mm. Or and, like, let's talk about the Native Americans. Like, why did right. they go with Avatar anyway, people? Like, well, could we not actually use a real portrayal um, of, of real like historical yeah. effects? Yeah. Sure. It just, it didn't, anyways. Yeah. I, did, but, I mean, Disney misses, still is missing the mark on quite a few things. I, to the, for the first time I went on uh, the boat ride in Magic Kingdom. Oh, and oh, through Liberty yes. Bell. Liberty Bell. Oh, and gosh. it's still got uh, lots yeah. of racism on that boat ride. Like, yeah. really? It's 2022. Like, you can just take those, you can replace those scenes with anything else. I, like, anything we're talking about else. the indigenous villages, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then the comments, yeah. the, you know, on yeah. the boat. Well, oh, okay, but this is also, away. this is the same business that just invited yes. a cheer team. Oh. And we were there for that. No, we didn't see that. Oh Oh my goodness. We didn't see it, but we were there. I know. I was like, you know what? This is the one day I don't want to be in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't. How disappointing. I don't know how that still happens. Um, It's. And how, like, I was just very disappointed that Disney was a platform for high school students who think that this is like fun like normalized and apparently wasn't the first time that high school had been there and done something well and they they told them that they couldn't wear the their typical headdresses headdresses and war bonnets are worn like like they're not even worn by all indigenous people like it's a very very like specific like it's a very special kind of thing so the fact that i don't know it was just so you know they're dealing racism they're dealing with a lot of insensitivity to put it mildly right now but um (laughs) yeah yeah i mean navi river journey it's uh it's the family friendly ride at animal kingdom right is that not how they you can go on it with your whole family it seems like kind of like planned i i like it but i definitely know what you mean like it seems like they were like and then there's this animatronic but they didn't really think about the part leading up to the and then there's this yeah well and, and i i almost got the sense that that animatronic is like the 
the beginning of like Hondo in the way um, that they created yeah. this amazing animatronic who's just awesome and they were kind of like oh we don't really have much to do with it but it's amazing we should like show it where Hondo's like actually telling a story and it's part of this bigger like Star Wars universe to me that's what the shaman is it's just the shaman is just the focal point the focal point well, and you're and, like oh and there's something right, more when they that was the the start of like their animatronic renaissance of right like really really hyper realistic amazing animatronics and And they made they made such a big deal about the shaman and then like six months later they had you know something that was equally amazing but then it it can't it can't sustain the ride on its own like they're nice things to look at and it's a relaxing um experience but and yeah and I, i i will back up a bit i'm sure you know, a five, 10 minute wait, you know, is, is worth it. And, and I don't think when there's nothing else to ride, that's definitely something to, uh, you're not to going do, on and, stuff and to be see, a bug. Well, we Ooh, did. We did. Kids had done that for the oh first time. Gosh. And although I think Finn did it when he was really little, but he sat on my lap, so it didn't count. So that freaked them out. And that was great. And oh, I've never I seen it so it. full. And oh man, is it funny when it's full, like there's all this screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the and first like, time I had experienced How many that. times the doors opened to like take a kid out. Yeah, they were flipping really out. Funny. And and we part. We should also preface this by saying um, we met a. We've never gone on Cali River Rapids because every right. time we go, it's either down right. or we don't want it. It's cold, so we were thinking we'd do it this time. And then we met this family, and the guy said he had. Oh, yesterday I was all wet for eight hours as I rode that ride, and we were like, nope, not doing it. So we need ponchos. That's, that's yeah. partly why we uh, say there's yeah. nothing to ride, but. But honestly, um, and, and I know that this is a, you know a long long wind uh, discussion on on our trip. I think overall it was exactly what we wanted. Um, we all got to, to do the things that we wanted to do. We all got to uh, you know as as we hung out a lot during the last two years. It was really fun because it's something we've talked about for two years as well. Yeah, is this trip and what this trip was going to mean to us and I, you know all the things we wanted to do. And we were able to do it, you know, like, uh, you know, from Trader Sam's to Ratatouille to the gondolas. Oh, and don't forget our beaches and cream already oh, on Sunday. the kitchen sink. Oh. And we, we we gave it a good home, we too. We were we really proud of us. Yeah, it's true. That was a lot of ice cream. Um, and so, yeah, like, honestly, it was exactly what we wanted. And the only thing I will say about the trip that I wish was I wish we would have done one last day in the park. And that's because we had an extra day and we wanted to use it. And upon further review, I wish we would have done another day of nothing. My feet still hurt. Yeah. No, there was a lot <laughs> of exhaustion. There's a lot of uh, tired uh, people in this household right now. But uh, wouldn't change it out of last. Nice. Now, Did you guys talk about the droids before yeah. I got here? Can yeah, you just tell me did. did it was it good? Yes, but we, okay. we mentioned it's a, it, it is a, a shorter experience right. than okay. um and a costly one for two kids. Especially yeah. when they didn't really play with them. Mm. Right. Right. Okay. But yeah. they're really fun and I can't wait till my kids move out because I'm gonna take them. <laughs> <laughs> um having had your experience, would you go again on March break? Never. Absolutely no way! Don't even go in March. Oh my god! 
No, it was I crazy. And we've been at Christmas time, people. I think this yeah. year. I think this year and maybe yeah. the next year are going to be different yeah, years. I agree. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I think there may be a time where you can reassess and it's maybe has calmed down or Disney has made another misstep and caused a lot of people to stop going. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I think that like right now, like I'm expecting our, our trip to be very busy. The same. I think everybody is just so happy to be able to yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the other thing. Our Uber driver said that about 25% of the guests are from other countries, like wow. many from Japan, South America, and I think England. Um, and he said they really haven't come back. And we did not see very many Canadian travelers no, at the border. It was nothing for us to cross the border. No. So hmm. we drove across, flew out of Flint. Um, so I think once those international guests come back, yeah. um, that's going to be a huge wave as well. Well, and I don't, honestly, if the, if the appetite for like reservations, like the, the accommodations are packed up the way they are, I don't know how you would get international travelers. Right. Like yeah, they'll, have be, they'll have to be staying at an offsite resort, and I don't know if this week those parks were packed and you like, couldn't where get did more those people go? Yeah, yeah. Where, where are they going to go? So, um, but you know, they will come back at some point. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go back at March break and do the parks, or at least I would just lower my expectations. And we did that. Like we left yeah, early some days. We left for like three or four. Hours. Like Animal Kingdom, uh, we spent like four hours at the resort and then went back for two hours in the evening and then had dinner and went home. Like we didn't, um, we certainly didn't try to kill it. That was never our intention. So um, even with that, I think we still came back exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Nice. Well, that's probably a good place to leave it then for the evening. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing and uh, you know, good tips uh for us i know we'll we'll unpack some of this stuff a little bit more um in future episodes but um but yeah we'd uh we want to thank you so much for joining us and on behalf of myself ryan and lauren and ryan and lauren we're the double doubles you've been listening to dole whips and double doubles thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next time Bye.